0: Welcome into the Wildcat Weekly Podcast. This will typically get uploaded at a better time, like more so right after we have talked to Deuce Vaughn, but still getting a couple of the kinks worked out. But wanted to make sure that for anybody that was on their way up to the game this weekend and you wanted to be able to listen to Deuce without having to pull up YouTube and go through that clunky process and have your wife yell at you for maybe not focusing on the road and being on your phone while you're driving, uh, this would be the best route for you to go so after the Deuce uh, interview, I will have a couple of other words just to, to add a little bit more entertainment to uh, whenever you may be listening to this, get everything prepped for the weekend because there's a lot of exciting things happening this week for K-State football as they've started the season 2-0. and But we won't go any further without getting you into Deuce Vaughn and my 15-minute conversation with him from earlier this week. Welcome back into Wildcat Weekly with Deuce Vaughn. We now have a name for it. Uh, I was given a graphic to use so that's why I know we have a name for it now so we at least have something uh, to call our weekly get together here with the running back for the Wildcats and you guys are coming off another impressive victory big blowout win over Missouri where they it took a lot at the end for them to get that touchdown they eventually got it so I applaud them for that Uh, but a great performance by the offense and the defense so I guess we'll, we'll start with just your general takeaways from how you played and how you thought the team came out and through all the wet weather and everything else that went on on Saturday and played, yes, sir. Uh, first
1: and foremost, I feel like it was a big team win, just for the fact of the elements, the uh, the rain delay, the, the lightning delay, and things like that. And uh, it was something that uh, Coach Kleinman talked about uh, going into the game was uh, whoever adapts and overcome uh, everything that's going on is going to be the team to be able to go out, go out there and uh, play well. And I felt like we did that as a team pretty well uh, to come in during the lightning delay and to go into the locker room, go into the weight room. And still get ready to play this game, um, no matter what was in front of us, and to get out there and uh, to to play the. There we go. Uh, It it was it was really good. Uh, Just the the team came together. Uh, Something that I mean, as soon as everything happened, nobody flinched, nobody panicked. Uh, We understood that uh, we still had a game to play. It was going to get played, rain no rain. sunshine, no sunshine. It was one of those things to get out there and play the way we did was big time.
0: What's it like having to go through the, really the delay beforehand, and then you start and then you stop again, have a pretty lengthy delay, then go out and play and deal with halftime that was the regular length, and then finally go out and finish it off? I mean, it didn't seem to phase you too much. You, you had the third most rushing yards in a single game in your career on Saturday. But what is that process like and how are the coaches able to keep you guys uh, ready no matter what the day held
1: the the start and stop was uh probably the most challenging because uh, once you get out there and start warming up and then uh, hey you got to come back inside and then uh you finally get back on the field and you start playing and you're in the middle of the game second quarter and uh, the ball is rolling it's third and 13 you're getting ready to get back onto the field and then uh you're right back into the locker room one of those things where you just kind of the coaches did a really good job of making sure that our heads stayed in the game uh didn't let anything wander um, and there was a lot of music inside that locker room, a lot of music inside that weight room to keep us engaged, keep us in going, keep us, uh, hyped up so that whenever it was time to get back on the field, it was kind of just like rolling right back into it. And, uh, it kept the momentum really rolling.
0: You guys are going to get the opportunity to, for your first time to wear kind of an alternate uniform combination for this weekend. Uh, how excited are you for that opportunity and what was your first reaction when, uh, they showed the, the reveal, I guess, to you guys earlier in the week?
1: Yeah, so I'm super excited. Just from the mere fact that uh, alternate uniforms as as a college football player is pretty cool, and uh, to be able to throw on a white helmet and some white pants this weekend is going to be fun. And uh, man, I love the logo. The old school Cats uh, logo looks amazing. We got the number on the side of the helmet as well. It's just a nice little switch up, a nice little change to, and a little bit of like a, a you know like a feel good. Just the, going into this week uh, to to play in that while representing your school and looking a little bit different. Uh, is is something that we're super excited for. And whenever I uh, first uh, heard about it, we're actually in a captain's meeting. So it was only a select few of us at the time. And I felt really young because uh, most of the guys that were in there are a little bit older. So uh, whenever they kind of told them, they were kind of sitting there like, oh, that's real cool. And I'm like, geeked up. sitting in the chair, like, trying not to jump up and things like that. So uh, my, my youth definitely shows when you're in a room with Kay Warner and Adrian Martinez and Eli Huggins and uh, guys like that that probably have been through it uh, a couple of times in their career. Uh, but, no, I'm super right.
0: Yeah, Cade and Adrian, they, they played it off like it was no big deal today when they were talking to everybody, kind of like, yeah. It, you know, it was like, oh, okay, we're going to do this thing. That, now, I'm sure you've seen the year before that you got here, they went all white in the Liberty Bowl against Navy. Uh, is the all white look something that you're going to have to try and fight for at some point this season? I mean, just
1: I thought it looked really clean whenever I was watching it from home. Uh the all white look was something that whenever they first came out and put them on, I was like, "Oh yeah, that that's something I can get behind right there." So, any alternate uniform, I'm never going to I'm never going to say no no matter what. And that's just the uh the type of person that I am as far as uniforms go.
0: Do you have like a specific type or like suggestion in the future, if they came to you and said, Hey, for future teams, we're wanting to put together an alternate uniform. Is there a preference that you have that, that you think would look good in your eyes?
1: Definitely all white, all white. I mean, there's just something about the icy all white that man, I mean, you can just so many combinations that you can do with it uh, as far as putting stuff on. So the, the all white, all always looks good. Now, I'll always get the vote from me.
0: You mentioned the, the numbers on the side of the helmet, which may have been nice for Missouri to identify you better because we saw the picture it looked like it was on a bathroom stall door that said, don't let 22 beat you. Uh, can you tell us the story behind that and, and uh, where that came from?
1: I was on Twitter uh, one day, and actually I was kind of just scrolling down. and Somebody sent me it. Uh, I guess somebody had taken a picture inside of the Missouri facility, and they had them all up over throughout this facility. I saw it on Tuesday of the week. It was one of those things, kind of like a little incentive, kind of like, all right, you know, that's, that's how, y'all, how y'all look at this game and uh, how, y'all, how y'all view me. And it was kind of one of those things where you know a little, little add, added a uh, fuel to the to the fire throughout the week to get out there on Saturday and then play well, as well as I did and as what well, as well as we did.
0: I was going to say, did you think it worked for Missouri? Probably need to go back to the drawing board. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not going to start any pots. Right. Yeah, up. no, that's good. That's good. I'll I'll uh, I'll keep you clean there uh, on that one. But seriously, though, a good testament then to if they had that much emphasis on you, like most teams do, but for them to, to go to that extent, for not only you to play the way you did, but I'm sure you'd give credit to your offensive line as well for doing what they did to what I mentioned earlier, your third most single uh, game rushing yards at K-State. It, it probably says a lot to, to just how you guys were able to go out and operate as a team through all the adversity that Saturday had.
1: We talk about all the time, the preparation that we put in throughout the week is unmatched. Uh, we put in so much preparation, so much film work so much review into uh, game planning when it comes into these games so that the fact that we can go out there and uh understand what they're going to try to do and uh understand what we're trying to do and go out there and execute is something that man we take a lot of pride in we'll always do it throughout the week
0: you've accomplished quite a bit in your time at k-state already is there anything goal-wise left for you and for the team that that you have that you still want to check off this season and and make sure you guys take care of and, and what would some of those things be
1: for myself, and we talk about this as a, as a program, uh, just to, to be 1-0 every single week, whether that be uh, throughout the week, days, and then on Saturday, just be 1-0, and o, and uh, man, all the results and everything else to take care of itself at the end. But right now, we're just worried about being 1-0 every single day, and that's my goal as far as a, a Kansas State football player right now.
0: Well, Tulane's going to get ready to come into town this weekend. Uh, what are some of your early thoughts on getting to, to face Tulane, and uh, what, what's the team looking at here?
1: Yes, sir. Uh, First and foremost, they have athletes all over the football field Um, and uh, talking about their back end, uh, really experienced safeties, really experienced cornerbacks that have played a lot of football for them, Uh, brought in some transfers. Uh, They have really, I think, two really good linebackers that move and run well, Uh, sideline to sideline players that can also be pretty physical in the trenches. And they have a young D-line that have uh, actually gelled together pretty well and played two really good games together, even though they're young and uh, haven't really played a whole bunch together. It looked really good on film. It's one of the things that we're going to have to – it's going to be a test for us. uh, And we understand that as an offense – uh, but there's some things that we have seen on film that uh, we're going to try and get to throughout the week so that we can be successful on Saturday. And that's one of the things that the coaches are always doing is allowing us to be in a position to be successful, and at the end of the day, it's execution. So it's going to be a test this weekend, and I'm excited for it. Uh 2 p.m. game is probably be a little bit hotter than it was this past weekend and the weekend before that uh, with the 6 p.m. kick, but it's just going to be another element that we have to uh, adapt and overcome.
0: Yeah, you guys are, uh, through the first three weeks of the season, going to get – all the different types of weather that I guess you can uh, get in Kansas. And then I'm sure we'll have a game that's, you know, in, in the 30s or something by the end of the year, like uh, like always seems to happen. Uh, I guess the other thing, and, and you mentioned wanting to go 1-0 every week. So, I mean, I don't want you to, to say anything about the game itself at this point in time. But we know that you guys are going to start conference play now on the road at Oklahoma at 7 o'clock at night in Norman. Uh, what do you think that's going to be like, and, and is that an exciting thing for you guys to to think about come next week when you're kicking off conference play on the road at a historic program like OU, 7 o'clock under the lights? Of
1: course, and whenever it's time to get ready for that game, we'll have uh, all the time all that week to get ready for that game. Of course, Tulane is the, uh, the main priority right now, but it's going to be a, a big-time game, just a night game. Uh, at in norman uh i guess a team that i mean i mean looks really good uh and as far as taking care of business this week and then getting to to uh, head down there and, and play a really good football team is something that we're looking forward to
0: the big 12 as a whole has gotten off to a really good start this year uh i mean you look at last week what everybody did with getting big wins is there anybody else that plays in the conference outside of your own team that you have a pretty good relationship with that you're kind of in communication with throughout the season
1: I'd probably say TCU. I have a couple of guys that are from Austin that play on that team. Uh, D. Winters and uh, Landon Watson both play for TCU, so to get to talk to them and uh, just, I mean, about their their experiences throughout the week and things like that. Just because I'm, it's a family down in Austin. We all play on the same 707 team. We all been to the same camps and things like that. So our journeys were were similar to get to this point. So I'd say TCU. I got a couple of guys down there that uh, I've known for quite a bit of time.
0: All right. We'll, we'll get into to closing out with maybe some uh, more fun type questions, I guess, or a little bit more relaxed. Cade Warner almost had the opportunity to throw a touchdown pass to you uh, this past weekend. It didn't end up manifesting. Is there any type of trick play that you want to be involved in at some point this season?
1: Of course. And uh, we got a couple of them in, in, the, in the back pocket for actually a couple of guys. Uh, we got Some some trick plays and I mean if if the time is right, uh, as you can see, Coach Klein is not uh, hesitant to throw it out there. So uh, man, it's going to be something that uh, I'm pretty excited about. And if if the time presents itself, we understand that it's going to get called. He's putting all the faith in us to go out there and execute.
0: Have you ever gone to him to to show off your arm and just say, hey, if I need to throw the ball, I can do it? Absolutely, absolutely. Just
1: you know, just keep it in the back pocket as always. You know, you can never, you can never. uh, Uh, rule it out uh, at at any time
0: throughout the game, throughout the season. Uh, Now with Tulane coming in, K-State has played Tulane only one time prior to this coming weekend. It was back in 1988, which was the first year before Bill, the final year before Bill Snyder took over at K-State. They played in New Orleans. The Cats ended up losing 20-16, to but the first points of the game were scored by the father of one of your teammates. Do you know who that was?
1: i do not, actually.
0: I, I, maybe this helps you. Uh, I shouldn't have phrased it the way I did because you have multiple teammates that have this guy as a dad.
1: Multiple. So, okay. Okay, so we have the Beckwith uh, brothers. I'm trying to think. Man, who else is – we have multiple teammates with this dad? Yeah. Multiple teammates with the same dad. Who are the brothers on this team? Why why am I blanking right now? Oh, so Shane and Seth Porter.
0: There you go. Oh. Yes, yeah, so their father Mark. Uh, he kicked a forty-four yard field goal to kick off the scoring. Uh, in the nineteen eighty-eight game at Tulane.
1: Man, I did not know that.
0: So who, they may not know that either. So maybe when you see him next time, you can say, "Hey, you know who scored the first points in the last time K State played Tulane?"
1: Hey, I'm gonna have to bring that up. I'm gonna have to bring. I actually have to bring that up tonight. I'm gonna text him.
0: Okay. Yeah, you'll have to you'll have to let us know uh, what they ended up saying next week uh, to that one mm-hmm. the next thing that I, that I had on my mind was since last week uh, people seem to really like you saying that you didn't have fond memories of Cardwell Hall because uh, I think that's how most people that went to k State felt unless you're one of those people that's really good at math so let's make it a positive this week where is your favorite spot either on campus or in Manhattan uh, and, and we'll we'll Take out like you can't say Bill Snyder Family Stadium or something because I'm sure that's that's a great experience. Nothing negative there. Uh, but outside of the the football facility, where's your favorite spot on campus or Manhattan?
1: For me, uh, I spend a lot of time on campus just because of classes and things like that. But I always head over to the Union. Um, and I met so many cool people at the Union. It's it's, it's crazy. There's always something going on. Uh, I always pick up a little bit of Chick Fil A on the way I mean, before I head over to the facility. Uh, but definitely student union just because of uh, I mean I've met so many people uh in there that I mean I have contacted my phone uh, the the networking and everything in there has has been amazing and uh anytime I go in there, I mean you, you can really do anything I, I love it
0: well I, I think the union's a good spot i I always enjoyed being able to stop by there or uh, I would occasionally go like late nights uh like to, to go bowl down there because it was really cheap and there wasn't much to do.
1: Yes, yeah, so I've been there a couple of times.
0: Yeah, I uh, uh, one time they I don't know where they had sat my student ID, but it like zapped the barcode on the back of it. So when I tried to get back into the dorm that night, it didn't work. So oh, I was kind of locked out. Oh man, they got you. They- yeah, they got me good.
1: <laughs> no stop.
0: What uh, thinking about uh, before we, we let you go, thinking about this weekend then. Um, we've seen the first two weeks sell out crowds. They've been great, even through some of the rain. I know people kind of disappeared there, and and that can be a tough thing, but still pretty strong showing. Uh, What's it been like getting the support that you guys have to start this season and just the energy that everybody else around K-State has provided?
1: It's been unbelievable. Uh, It really has been unbelievable. Every single time you run out of the tunnel and uh, the uproar comes, every time you look over the student section – and I mean it's completely packed. It's one of those things where um and you just play a little bit harder, you run a little bit harder, you uh you you pay attention to to everything just a little bit because you understand that you have fifty thousand people sitting in that stadium and they're taking time out of their day on their Saturday to come out there and watch you play and to support you. It's one of those things that whenever you get out there it's like a okay, like this is what this is what we do, this is what we do it for, this is who we do it for. And to have everybody behind our back like that unbelievable it's literally unbelievable
0: all right well we'll let you go we appreciate you joining us tonight and uh let you you pop off your trivia question to the Porter brothers and and see if they can get it right
1: so I appreciate you having me tonight
0: all right we'll see it So that was Deuce Vaughn for this past week and every week on a Wednesday morning or if you're a a late night person, late Tuesday night, you'll be able to find the uploaded version of this either on Spotify now, Apple Podcasts, or also on the YouTube page where you can actually watch what took place in the conversation Uh, as Deuce will be joining us throughout the season to just kind of recap what happened the week prior, give a little preview of what is coming up, and obviously, as you can kind of tell at the end, have a little bit more fun with it, not keep it so football-oriented, especially since we've been recording these on Tuesdays, typically, and Deuce has already had his football availability that day, so he's gone in there and asked him, uh, asked and answered all the tough football questions so might as well get him into a position where he can have a little bit of fun and I think it's nice for uh, the people to get to kind of understand the the type of person and personality Deuce is, even more so than I think people already have the understanding he's obviously a very special and talented person uh, not just on the football field but off of it but uh, this gives a little bit more insight to him as not even just a person, but also as a K-State student, which I know that most of us that attended K-State enjoy and and get to to hear and if you didn't go back and listen to the first conversation we had with Deuce after uh, the game that got played against South Dakota and prior to Missouri because I asked him what his least favorite building on campus was and a lot of people probably will not be shocked to hear that the answer was Cardwell Hall which I think uh, most of us mathematically challenged people did not enjoy any time that we had to spend in Cardwell Hall. I had a few classes there None of them were my favorite. Uh, favorite. Shout out, though, to math or elementary school teachers. That is an underrated, tricky class. And before anybody says anything bad about it, you would have had to have taken it to understand what was going on there. But it was a mess. And if there are any of those that were in the College of Education that had to take it, they probably know what I'm talking about because it was uh, a little bit trickier than it needed to be. I won't keep everybody too long uh, for this episode, but I did want to throw in here Uh, My thoughts at the end, Alec and I kind of hit on it with the pregame podcast on what was going to to go down game-wise, but we didn't really talk too much about the alternate uniforms that will be worn on Saturday. It's an exciting time for the Wildcats to be back in a position where they're going to get to try to throw on the alternates and uh, get a win this time. It's up now on EMAW Online, but by uh the Friday 5 this week was recapping the last 5 losses in alternate uniforms for the Wildcats but don't fear uh I did throw in their 2013 when the Cats went with the purple camo Power Cat and stripes on the helmet and they beat Iowa State 41 to 7 so Good things can happen when you change things up a little bit, but the Wildcats certainly have to prove this week that they can get the job done in the white helmets and white pants. I think it's going to be a really sharp look. It's already gotten a ton of buzz all around social media uh, from national people and outlets with they love the look of Willie on the side of the helmet with the number on the other side. Uh, also, I saw Scott Wildcat lay this out in a, in a good way to begin with. The reason why the numbers had to be on the other side is because that logo of Willie is tough to be flipped. You'd have to do a lot of reorientating, and it wouldn't look that good. So if anybody was confused as to why numbers appeared on the other side, that would be why. Uh, no, don't, don't worry too much about it there, but it's going to look great. I would have even maybe thought about making the Willie logo a little bit more oversized. That's kind of become the trend in recent years for uh, a lot of people to make the logo a little bit bigger than what it actually uh, should be. But that's just a, a little thing. They look great. I think the cats are going to look awesome in them. The The white, purple, white is a really clean look. And uh, I know that some people have already said it on, on our boards, but if you go back and look at the 2016 and 17 games when they wore the the white camo helmets. They still wore them with the silver pants. And now that you've been able to actually see the white, purple, white, you realize just how much more of a superior look that is versus just white helmet with silver pants and everything. But I, I'm a fan of, of the alternate uniforms. I like changing it up every once in a while. I, I don't want K-State to ever go away from the standard look that they have now. I think if you look around sports, everybody has moved in a direction where classic is better still, And whether that's college football, where you think of some of these other uniforms, like take Texas Tech, for example. They had a stretch there where they got really crazy. They've toned it down quite a bit with what they wear, and it has a little bit more of an elegant style to it. Go to basketball. I mean, think about how many schools in the country now in basketball wear throwbacks on a regular basis that also including K-State who I think undoubtedly their throwback sets are the best uniforms that they that they ever wear in games at this stage so that's a big part of it too and I even think to a sport like baseball which obviously I have an affinity for but the Arizona Diamondbacks when they got their new set of uniforms a few years back they tried to do some really different crazy stuff with it and they immediately had to dumb it down to look like a more standard baseball uniform So I think classic is always the way to go. Now, I I will say this, I would keep the style of the classic look, but I would be interested maybe down the line if uh, the cats ever wanted to more often wear like the white helmets with the power cat and then white pants, uh, but keep all the striping and the marks and everything the same on there because I'm not a war on the power cat type of guy. I like having some variety every once in a while But also I think that the power cat is now in a stage where it's very much easy to realize, oh, that is K-State right there. And I think it's a a nice mark. And obviously when all of your football success has come under one look, um, that certainly makes things a little bit easier to stick around and, and keep in, in the repertoire. So I like it. I like the cats changing it up, but I also think that it makes it more special when you don't change constantly and consistently. Like, If you could never guess what K State was going to be wearing week in, week out, uh, it wouldn't be as crazy. Like places like ESPN or whatever other outlet you want to name, they would not lose their mind over the sight of what K State was wearing because Oregon was hot in the streets when the whole uniform craze started with them. I mean, think of probably like late 2000s to right around the time K State and Oregon played in the Fiesta Bowl. It was like, oh man, everybody was all in on the Oregon uniforms. Oregon is still cranking out crazy crap, but nobody's talking about it as much anymore. And so I think that's why uh, that's something that you got to keep in mind. So I like it. I think the Cats need to win this weekend, though, because if they don't, uh, then I will truly start to believe in this alternate curse. And that's not a good sign because I think at that point they would probably just scrap them. I think there's probably reasons why we haven't seen K-State try anything different uh, in 2020 and 2021 in addition to the fact that I think the coaching staff probably felt like the team didn't earn it, and I, I would let people know that. I think that's an important thing to consider in all of this. It certainly seems like this coaching staff has a philosophy to them of it has to be earned in some way. You have to come out and, and play and prove that you can get something out of the ordinary. Uh, that's why you know the all-white look, we didn't see it until the bowl game against Navy. That was kind of a thing that had to be earned, and I don't think – if K State had started the season one and one or whatever else had happened, I don't see any reason why they would be wearing this against Tulane. They maybe would have saved it for later in the season when when things are going a little bit better. So those are those are just some quick thoughts on the alternate uniforms that will be worn this weekend. I think they look great. And as long as the Cats go out and dominate, we'll probably get to see uh, some other things throughout the rest of the season. And I hope that's the case. I hope this is a trend that continues for the Cats. And maybe two or three games every year they do something different, which in the grand scheme of things isn't that many, uh, especially since you factor in the fact that this year K-State's probably going to play at least 13 games with the, the bowl game. And probably, you know, could be 14 if they're able to make it to Arlington. And then in future years, I mean, K-State's going to be having to deal with that expanded playoff stuff, so they're going to be playing like 16 games this season. So, it's going to be beautiful. You can you can throw in a couple of uh, wardrobe changes every once in a while and, and be ready to roll. So... We'll see how the Cats look this weekend. I think they get the win. And if you want any of your other pregame coverage, go to Ema online right now, part of the Rivals Network, because we've got you covered with picks and previews, a story on Adrian Martinez and kind of his transition to K-State. An update on Cameron Salas, one of the commits that will be in town for his official visit this weekend and plenty of other things to get to. We got a lot of good stuff kind of lined up over the coming weeks as well as uh, we continue to get settled into our new home as we're all kind of in different roles now. And obviously, I've had to make the the transition out of radio. So that's why you're going to get a podcast like this on a more regular basis so I can put this voice to use and, and not bother my wife so much. So we'll have plenty more coming for you and everything else. Be on the lookout for that, and that will do it for me today. Cats and the Green Wave, they will kick off at 2 o'clock on Saturday at Bill Snyder Family Stadium in beautiful white helmets and white pants.